What's up, my little mistakers? Welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. I'm your host, Justin McNeil, and each week, me and my co-host, Andrew Gleason, have a guest on the show who we get to open up about mistakes that they've made throughout their lives. And Andrew and I laugh at those mistakes. In doing so, we hope our listeners, our little mistakers, will go out there and follow their dreams and not be so afraid of making mistakes along the way. Basically, our laughter is making the world a better place. This week on our show, we have rapper, singer, entrepreneur, and strong representative of the LGBT community, Playboy Red. Playboy Red talks about how it felt for his parents not to accept him growing up, inevitably having to run away and finding himself and getting his shit together along the way. His story is one of perseverance and just being yourself and also knowing when you've messed up and when you have to pay your dues to get back where you need to get. I really enjoyed this interview because as fierce as his online persona is, Guys, my man in his music video, Gay Star, check it out, is dancing in a cage getting it. But as fierce as his online personality is, the dude is just a down-to-earth guy. And so, man, it was a great interview. I learned a lot. I laughed a lot. This is a great episode. I want y'all to take a listen. Follow him on social media at Playboy Red. Enjoy. Hello, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast, where we encourage everyone to find humor in their mistakes. Guys, I'm here with a special guest, Playboy Red, singer, songwriter, rapper, all of the above. He just dropped his latest project, PBR. Um, You can check out his new music video. Um, He's here. Welcome. What it do? What it do? How's it going, dude? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing very well, man. That's good. Uh, I want to apologize first. We were supposed to do this a couple months ago. It's fine. Okay, fair it's enough. I'm glad, we could, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we could make this happen. Um, I want to start out by just uh, getting to know you a little bit. Who you are, you're from uh, Raleigh, right? Raleigh, not when I. <laughs> Grew up here? Yes. Uh, one thing that I'll say just right off the bat is I love how you brand yourself. Thank you. Like, <laughs> you do you, and you're unapologetic about it. Facts. <laughs> that's big facts. If you ever seen me out and about, that's big facts. You know, we're getting deep. How did you get to that point? Like, I, through your childhood, like, were you always uh, that way? Uh, actually, I was a, the only kid. So I was actually really, really selfish and I never liked to share. Um, I wasn't a people person during that time. So I would say everything kind of that all tied up to just having that type of attitude. Um, I never really thought about doing music like the way I'm doing it now Um, because my whole family, they're all in Christian music and I'm the only one that's doing hip hop. So I'm like the black sheep of the family. Well, you grew so, up in the church, right? Yeah. Um, all my life. All my life. I can't even lie. I think I was born in church and then grew up in church. And yeah, st- 
still in church. <laughs> so how was that? Like, did you get started in music that way? Just like yeah. learning how to play and sing? Um, my family, they are, are a group of singers, um, the Gerald group. That's what it was called back in the day. And make a long story short, I was born. Um, my whole family was doing the music around my life. So I was like, all right, I want to do something too. So I was singing in the choir. I was doing the lead singing and um, I learned how to play the piano. Um, I could play the drums a little bit here and there. But overall, I think when hip hop started is when I think when I started to try to step away from my life during that time. Because being in a Christian home is really, you're just being overprotected in my life. That was how I went. So Was it a Michael Jackson situation where y'all were performing if oh y'all didn't perform gosh. correctly? Yeah, yeah. sometimes. 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 Um, that was a C-sharp playboy. I was in a dance group, and it was called Dancing for Praise. If I didn't do the right moves, the teacher was my aunt. So she had every right to just do whatever she wanted to do. She could just knock me out if she wanted to. So during those times, yeah, I didn't want to do the dances. She was like, oh, yeah. Jesus is watching. You yeah. did not hit that move correctly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I was reading an article, and it said that music, even in church, you found it as a gateway to your feelings. Mm -hmm. How was that? Like when you're starting to start that process of creativity, like are you – you start opening it up. You're like, wow, like I'm feeling better. Like, how was it for you? Um, because I had a lot of anger inside, um, and I was hiding the fact that I was um, gay during the time. It was like a lot of built up emotion, a lot of built up emotions um, from 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 everywhere, you know. So when I started writing music, it was basically I'm expressing myself through my lyrics. I'm just like opening up. Um, I liked it to write poems during the time. So I think that's where it all really started is when I started to write the poems. And then when I started to write music, I'm like, oh, you can write words to music? Okay. So I started putting things together. And, you know, whenever I got mad, I'll write something mean or, you know, angry. Or if I was very happy, I'll write something like that. Uh, make a long story short, my parents found it and was like, yeah, you need to stop. This ain't, <laughs> I don't know what you're feeling, but you need to talk to us. So, uh, How do you write uh, angry church music? Like, it's like, oh Jesus is watching you. If you don't do what he said, he's going to send you to hell, mother. Like, how Actually, you <laughs> I wasn't writing. I started, I think I started writing the gospel music first for a short period of time. And then, like, um, I had my first CD because um, my first tape was a gospel tape with Mary Berry shout out to them. I did not know that. I, see, I, I scoured the internet. I did not find yeah. that out. Okay. I, my first tape was a little um, Mary Mary tape. And when I got old enough to buy my first CD, it was a hip hop tape. Okay. So I was like, okay. Um, during that time, LimeWire was out. MySpace was out. All that was out. And I started burning my own CDs to instrumentals. Um, so I would download music from LimeWire, the songs out here on the radio. And I was like, okay, let me see if I could do something. Instead of writing about Jesus sometime, let me see if I could do something. And that's when the angry songs coming about and happy songs coming about. Because then I realized I could express my way in so many different ways. Through, all, I would say through that genre, besides Christianity um, and talking about being mad and talking about all these type of other emotions. When I think the moral of the story of Christian music is like just talking about Jesus. 
you know, and I'm saving you or whatever the case may be. During that time, I'm like, I'm a little kid. I, I got other things to talk about. <laughs> so that was how that all came about. How old were you at this point? I was 13. Okay. 13. Um, did you, you say you were conflicted because you were starting to realize that you were gay. Like, mm-hmm. had you opened up yet at that point? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. But I wasn't planning on putting that music out or, you know, <laughs> telling anybody about it. It was just in a notebook. I had it in my room and I was always hiding it, but my mom always went through my stuff. So she found that. That's how they found out I was writing all types of things. And they was like, well, yeah, you need to stop listening to this. You need to stop writing about that. And I started writing about that. I was like, okay, well, I would continue to write. <laughs> write about the fact that you're not yeah, letting me you write know? the music. I want. Okay, so I, like I was this. just going, Blue Inception yeah, on them. yeah. <laughs> they actually, the, they, them trying to stop me was actually motivating me to continue to write. And I got a little better at it, a little better at it. <laughs> Did you write a song like, mom, I know you're about to read this shit. <laughs> Dude, that time I didn't know cursing words at that okay, time. Okay. I was still like young in the, in the, in the, in the head. So I didn't know cussing words, but I would talk like, I wouldn't even talk bad, but I would say like, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I think it was to the point where I was trying to copy the rappers on the, on the radio and say things that I didn't even know I was talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so my mom's like, yo, I got you hoes and I sell rock. Right, you know what I'm saying? My mom's like, yo, you got to stop. I don't even know what you're talking. You have a mother and a father. You do not sell cocaine <laughs> out here illegally. <laughs> what street you come from? <laughs> Riley? Yeah. Come on. So You haven't yeah, shot anyone. <laughs> I haven't shot no one yet. <laughs> oh, man. Um... So how is that? Like, cause you're trying to become yourself mm-hmm. and then, uh, but your parents are trying to not let you be yourself. Like, how was that process? Uh, I think during that process, it got to a point, um, it was tough cause I couldn't talk to them about how I was feeling. Um, couldn't open up to them. Didn't want to tell them what I was really feeling or what I was going through. So, um, it was rough. You know what I'm saying? It was to a point, um, Around, I would say about 14, 15 is when I ran away from home for the first time. So that's how rough it got. It got to the point, like, if I can't even talk to them, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to hear me out? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I started to become friends with people that was a little bit older than me. Like, I was like 15. So about 16, 17, 18, throughout that group age group, I was, you know, acting like I'm 16. I was lying and <laughs> say I'm 16, you know. So just to hang out with them. You but, drive a car? Like, yeah, I'm actually 16. I'm like, 16, but yeah, <laughs> this is my friend's car, you know. <laughs> but I, um, after that, I just kind of, I was like, you know, I'm fed up. They, you know, they listen to me more. They'll tell more, you know, I learned a lot more about life through my friends and um, people, strangers, you know, um, besides my parents, because like I said, it was just always overprotective. So got to a point, I just ran away. Never, I didn't come back for about two years, two, three years. Came back when I was like 17, 18. Can you talk to your parents now? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That's, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Um, happy but, ending. <laughs> yeah. Have, very happy ending. That was like, that's one of my mistakes, running away. You know what I'm saying? Well, one thing that I see is that um, you did go back. So yeah. um, what made you decide to go back? And you ended up going on to Wake Tech too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what made me go back? I went to jail oh. for the first time. Okay. I got caught up. Got caught. I was already doing legal things during that time, but- after doing two years of illegal things, you know, things come up and it's going to catch you in it. But, you know, is this so, going to be one of your mistakes? Yeah. OK, so we'll dive into that. All right. Because um, <laughs> I don't want to I want to make sure they fully get to know you. OK, okay cool, um, cool. One thing that I'm seeing now 
is that you're doing a lot of pride events and in one of your songs you say you spit what's real um your straight man wants to sleep with me and one of the things that i liked about that is that you're telling the truth and you're unapologetically yeah. yourself yeah so how do you get from not being able to feel comfortable in your skin to now like you look at your instagram it is here yeah, is here it's is, all over the place it's all over the place it's all over the place um wow i don't i don't know how i really got there to, to a point I, I feel like i just woke up one day you know what i'm like i'm tired I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm just live me, do me, live my life. Um, I think that just comes out of years of going through things and being a gay black man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, it is already hard being black and being a man. Then being gay on top of all of that, that's just putting icing on the cake. And you're a rapper. And, and you're, a rapper. So that's and, a stereotype. Yeah. I got dreads. I'm really not a, <laughs> that type of stereotype and all of that. So it's just crazy. But... Well, we can be honest. You know, the hip hop community has not has been very slow to yeah. embrace the gay community. Yeah. So, how is that? Like when you're like, I'm gonna I want to be a rapper too into this industry where we've been very slow to embrace uh, the gay community. Um, it's it's actually going. I think it's going all right. To okay. be honest with you, um, it's a lot of more a lot more artists that's in the LGBTQ community that's out. Um, a few that's in the charts, uh, okay. that's already been on the charts. There's one that's already broken records true, out of, true. you know, out of everybody that's doing music. So it was like, did that help you? That actually encouraged me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah you know what I'm saying? Like it is possible. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't appreciate the fact that, you know, it was one of them situations like the Frank Ocean situation where, you know, I come out after I become big or whatever the case may be. Um, being an artist like I am, I'm already out there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So there's no hiding. There's no waiting till I'm big enough to say, hey, this is how I really live my life. No. Um, I already get what people already think or may expect. I already give it to you. So it's like either you accept it or not. And truly, I don't care. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, at the end of the day. But somebody like it. And <laughs> it does encourage me, though, yeah. to, see, to see other artists in the industry, in the hip-hop community, actually being accepting. And, you know, these... I would say is that slowly but surely is like you said it is coming about where exactly I th often think sometimes like the ones we judge had to play the game so that we they open the door for us right right, right. so like yeah you know, just say yeah, like somebody like Frank Ocean maybe play the game he's like all right I'm gonna do this so I can open up doors for other people and yeah. it must have sucked to not have been himself do that. I know. I, that's how I feel. Like I look at him like I, it must have been so hard for you to keep that in till you had to become what you are or whatever you feel like, okay, now it's time for yeah. the people to let know. I understand private life. I understand all of yeah. that. Hey, I have one too. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that, that right there, I feel like, you know, just be real. You do say you believe the LGBT community deserves the best um, and you're passionate and not uh, afraid to stand up for it so that's that's amazing like when did you set decide like i'm taking the stance to like move the whole culture forward oh when i started getting to cnn okay i don't know what was <laughs> going on like i was like i feel politics i feel like i want to be a politics guy you know <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying so you don't know what they're talking about you know all. what i'm saying like who's, who's really standing up for it but then i started to learn after i watched you know there's don lemon there's um oh, not chris but uh i forgot the other andrew 
if I, I think I said the name right or whatever. But um, yeah, there's a couple of them, a handful yeah. of them out there. And, you know, so that just inspired me even more to like, <laughs> oh, my God, I definitely need to get into this. So um, but <clears throat> being like a gay advocate, gay, um, gay community, uh, gay advocate for the community, it's like, you know, it's so much going on already. You know what I'm saying? With the transsexuals and um, just in general, the all, all about of everything we go through on a daily basis. So. Uh, it's funny that you bring up CNN because it makes me think about like I went to a predominantly white mm-hmm. college and like a lot of people just don't know because I remember in debate class mm-hmm. we were talking about like, uh, you know, whether people deserve second chances mm-hmm. in people's environments. And this one white girl, she irritated the hell out of me, like because in debate class, she had that typical I'm from a rich neighborhood. So after class, I go up to talk to her yeah, 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 yeah. and like I'm like, so what do you think the hood is like? And she was like. Well, if you blink at somebody, they kill you and slit oh your throat. God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, honey, you just. Whoa. <laughs> she just really took it out of the ballpark. And like, I was like, a lot of people just don't know. So they make these assumptions yeah, about people. Yeah, the blinking people. part. Yeah. yeah like, like, come on now. She Maybe really to a crack believed kid, it. Probably. <laughs> Maybe to a crackhead. Like a small yeah. chance you might get hit. But that's you, it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't that's think it. you can't breathe. And right. Like, but a lot of people don't know. So I think yeah. sometimes. It's about education too. It like, is. It is. Uh, letting we're just normal people who right. just are attracted to someone different. Like how you're attracted to a woman, I'm attracted to a man. Like, right, and right, it's right. the same. So, like, is, do you find yourself having to just sit down and educate people, or do you? Because it's so oh, tough. To daily educate. basis, man. <laughs> I already. I, I. Oh my gosh. The the. I would say the the normal question that I already get is, "What role are you?" And I'm like. What role am I? <laughs> what role do you think I am? What role are we talking about here? So everybody, that's the the norm question I get, and I have to educate them. Like you know, it's two men still at the end of the day. There's no role. I don't know. Maybe in other relationships, I don't know. But if you're asking me, I don't look at as a man, and you know, another man needs to play a woman role. That ain't that ain't my speed, you know. I feel like you know it's the same thing, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's a relationship. I mean, it's, it, it's so much things. It's kind of the same, but it ain't. But you know, it's frustrating because you have to be like, I'm not gonna curse you out. I'm gonna right, to educate I have you. to educate <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean no harm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I can tell the people that don't know from the people that are just being funny. Like yeah. people, you can be funny, you can be an asshole too. Yeah. But the people is like, okay, you're you're really asking from a genuine heart. Let me lower my anger down and just talk to you. So, yeah, I have to educate people on a daily basis when it comes down to it. It's like I can either tell you about yourself and make you hate the whole gay, yeah, uh, I could really gay make community you hate them, but. or the black community. Or I can educate you and maybe you can be an advocate later on. Down right. Maybe you'll understand. <laughs> yeah. But right now, you're not going to get it. I'm just telling you right now. Everybody be so confused. I'm telling you. It's like a normal. It's the normal. Okay, so now you're you're making your music, you're enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. I see that you're touring around a bunch of Pride uh, events. Yeah. Uh, how is that? Like now that you're into your music and making it, how is how is you think your life is going now? Um, I'm more focused. Um, I want to continue to keep doing it. I want to keep the ball rolling. Um, I hate breaks. You right, know, yeah. I took a break last year, and I think that really messed me up because. I think it killed the momentum of me wanting to stay focused, wanting to do more work, do more bookings, be in the studio. I took a break. I don't know why I took a break. I just felt like I took a break. And when I took that break, 
it went downhill. So now it's like, all right, let me keep this ball rolling. Let me continue to keep going. And now it's to the point, I guess, I just want to stay focused. As long as I stay focused. By the way, you can rap rap. Like, and I, and I, uh, I mean, yeah, I, you can rap rap. Cause you know, like people in the industry, they're like, oh yeah, I can rap. And you'll listen and they're like, oh, that's uh mumble rap. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, oh, he can rap rap. Like I'm listening to Bad Ho. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he can rap rap. Like, okay. yeah. That comes from all them times. My mom was like, you need to stop. You need to stop. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. keep going. <laughs> so I have to I put rappers into like every rap genre, every piece of music has its place. Yeah. But I put people like, okay, you're you're a rapper. Okay, you can rap rap. So yeah, shout out to you. That. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um so let's get into these mistakes that you've made along the way. <sighs> Man. Um I already started a few of them already. <laughs> really? Which is already uh, sad because I made a lot of mistakes. But uh my biggest mistake out of all that tops everything is me dropping out of high school. Um, I dropped out of high school my senior year, spring break in Miami. It must have been a wonderful <laughs> spring break. <laughs> like, I didn't come back home until, what, eight months later, almost 12 months. So almost a year, basically, more than half a year. I um, went to Miami. Stay there like a the week. Strip clubs? Like, I don't like, know. I'm not going I, back. <laughs> I already had friends out there. Me and my friends was already out there. They went back. I got stuck only because my ticket was lost. I lost my ticket and I lost the confirmation number, everything. So don't ask me how I lost my stuff, yeah. but I lost my stuff. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just stay here with my homeboys. We cool. You know, it's two of my homeboys that stayed out there. They were like, cool, you could just stay here. A day came a week. A week became a month. Next day, you know, it's been like eight months. I'm like, yo, I gotta go back home. I need to go to school, bro. Like, did they make you pay rent? Or did no, you, were you no, there? Oh. I wasn't working. I wasn't okay. working. It was just literally every day, party, 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 party. They was cool people. Like they was actually like family to me. To this okay. day, we are all still cool. Oh, that's what's up. But at the end of the day. I had to say, I had to go home, man. I got to go. Like, bro, this is just too much. It's almost a year. I cannot party. Yeah, my mom, they're already used to them. They was already used to that time, me running away anyway. So it was like, he okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so this was like. That was after I came so back home. you ran away a few times at this Yeah, point. Okay. and I came back home. My mom had put out a missing report and everything. That was during the time I was like already in Miami. But then think about three months later, I had called her and I was like, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm here. She was like, well, are you going to school? I was like, yeah, Bob, I graduated. It's cool. Why are they going to graduation? Lie to her. So when I came back, finally came back, I had to tell her the truth. Ended up staying with her. Had to go to West Johnson um, in Clayton. And that was 2011. So I was supposed to graduate 2010. Went back to high school. I didn't want to go to like community college and get like a, the other degree for you know people that don't finish their high school oh the GED yeah I had started school early so if I had graduated I would have been 17 <clears throat> so when I walked in they was thinking I was already like had already you know came from junior like no I dropped out senior year and I was only had two months uh two months left so they had made me stay in the um <laughs> in the main office where it was like you know when you walk into school and there's the main office where you got to talk to the principal or anything they made me do my whole studies in there because they didn't want me to run away. They didn't want me to uh, skip class. They didn't want me to do none of that. 
All the teachers oh, had was on lockdown. I was on lockdown. They said, you're going to finish this. <laughs> so I stayed there for six months and finally got my degree the right way. But yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest mistake of my life. But I look back on it and just laugh like, yo, what, <laughs> what, were you doing? what was I doing? Like, every day I takes was, a lot out of it. Does. It looks it does. fun, but. You'll be broke. <laughs> You'll be broke at the end of the day, I'm telling you. And it Miami is expensive. Miami is expensive. Like a drink down there is Today is what ten, twelve dollars. In college, yeah. we were like, we're going to see how many days we can go out consistently. And Man, party. at about- least y'all had studies when y'all came back. <laughs> I said, forget the studies. About three weeks in, everybody was just looking at each other like, <laughs> "Can we call this off?" Like, I'm hurting. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. No, I was. Uh, I think because I was so young during that time, I had all the energy. You know, okay. yeah, I had true. all the energy. So even when I go clubbing now, it's like, eh. I'm a little old, you know what I'm saying? I'm Hangovers only 27, but yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> but I'll feel them, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm like, yeah, I, I've already partied my early years. I party hard, hard to the point I dropped out and then finally came back. I, I, honestly, I think the way that we did it's the best way. Get it out of your system. Yeah. Because nothing is like a like 35-year-old out there partying. You're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, when was the last time you been to the club? Oh, yeah, I just started. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, you missed your time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so relaxed. Like, do old. you? Yeah, there's a 30 plus club somewhere around here. I can't deal. I can't deal. I think I um think when I really started to be like, eh, the only reason I go to a club if I go networking, perform, or get paid. You know, now it's like, I just want to go to the club. All right, yeah, let's go. I'll go with a group of people, but it's like, I'm so clubbed <laughs> out, man. I'm so clubbed out. You see, like, the younger you in the club. Like, oh, my god! Like, you want to tell them, like, hey, buddy, you don't have to take that extra shot. I know everybody's pressuring you to take that extra shot. You don't I have do to take it. Be. Sometimes I do, but I don't even do it, man. I, like, I don't want to be that person. Like, you're going to regret this I don't in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be looking at them like, you sure? Like, are you right. sure? Okay. 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 Go ahead. I ain't going to stop you. That right. was my warning right there. You sure? Okay. At this point, At this, you can yeah. have a good night. Yeah. You're not going to throw up. Yeah. You're going to like get in the cab. Call me when you get home. That's <laughs> all I need to know. If you don't call me when you get home, it's an issue. Yeah. Like, but like share your location. You. Something. <laughs> you don't have to black out. <laughs> I, um, I actually, I think I did that what two months ago was I, no not not two months ago actually it was this month September I went to Atlanta party the whole Labor Day weekend like I was back in Miami all over again and I didn't feel the hurt until Tuesday <laughs> and I was like yo I gotta, gotta drive back six hours like I don't think I'm gonna be able to drive and it was like yo well you can stay here once again I stayed over did my stay I stayed that one day turned out to be three days I was like, bro, I got to go. This is about to be Miami all over again. Let me go, bro. So I was like, let me take my hurt butt out here and just drive the six hours. <laughs> Till this day, I was like, yo, I'll never do it again. I think I was mixing white and brown. Then didn't get no sleep till like three, not three, but five in the morning. We went to another club at three because their clubs out there stay open till six. Oh, six. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I was like, yo, five o'clock, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Mind you, I'm the driver. So yeah. I'm like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> we need to go. So finally, finally, I'm like, yo, this will never happen again. Never. Even with hookups, man, I'm like, look, you, we got to get started by one. Yeah, like, yeah. Because right? I got to go to bed, work. Like, I got things to do. I got to stay focused. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to be up till 3 o'clock in the morning with you chat. Like, it's time to go to it's sleep. It's a wrap, you know? man. 
So how was that like process of like realizing you have to start over? Like, because you have to go back to school, you have to pay your dues. Like whenever you fuck up, I think people don't realize like you got to pay your dues on the yeah, fuck you up. Do. Yes, you do. That's that's fact. <laughs> like you can't come out here and be like, yo, I've been fucking up for the past three months, but everything's <laughs> gonna be okay. Nah, you gotta you gotta that's be the gym. you gotta prove to me that you're gonna show up on time again. Like after I came back in the school situation, after they locked me down in the offices, and after that I started working. Um, that's when I learned. I had to learn how to be on time to things because yeah. I was never on time in my classes. I was always late, but at the office, I felt like I had obligation not to be there on time because y'all going to see me anyway. So <laughs> they was like, yo, we're about to kick you. We can't even kick him out of here because he's stuck here. Like, yeah. yo, I was just trying to run the game. But when I got older, um, got a job, I was like, yeah, this nine to five ain't going to work. I don't like clocking in on time. I hate following rules. And they got me feeling like I'm doing this. I'm just, uh, I'm just rebellious. You know, I was real rebellious. So the process of me actually finally starting to get my head on on track is when my money started looking funny. I'm like, okay, um, not it's not like I'm selling drugs or anything, but it's like I'm making music, but that's really not paying the bills, all the bills. I'm like, I really need to tighten up. Yeah. <laughs> so I started working at Delta. Shout out to them. And ever since then, I think that's when they really took a grip on me and and had to like tighten me up for me because everything was always on time. You when you work out there, when the planes come in, you got to be on time. Bags come off, they got to be a certain time to be out there and this that and the third. I was like, yo, I'm not this type of guy. I don't. Everything's on time. You have to be on time, or you're messed up, or yeah. you're gonna mess up the the whole flight thing at the end of the day. Make a long story short, I enjoyed the benefits of flying free. And I was like, well, I don't want to pay a $300 ticket. I need to tighten up. So <laughs> after that, I started performing. Yes, that's when I started performing all over the place. And I feel like <clears throat> if I didn't tighten up, I would have missed opportunities. I would have not had a good job. I would have not experienced other cities and this, that, and the third. I would have missed out on a lot. But that same mind frame that I had in high school and as a young kid, so I was like, that process right there was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. But I think after them threatening to fire me about four or five times, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay around. <laughs> you got to talk about the other side of that transition, though, because when you start getting business oriented, don't you hate with people, hate working with people that aren't like. I did <laughs> at a time. Um, I think most of them, when I started, I didn't, I wasn't getting performances during that time. So I was just flying out with them. Let's be flying out. And then when I started getting bookings in other places, I was like, okay, can y'all fly out with me here, y'all? Oh, no, we're going out here. Come with us here. Like, right, come on now. Y'all know I can't come out there. Even though I could jump on the next flight at the next day. I'm like, nah, man, I got to stay in network, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of that process right there, knowing I had to actually started being, doing business by myself. I had to start being focused by myself um, as far as like ignoring all the distractions from my friends or not saying they were distracting me, but things they wanted to do yeah. would interfere with what I was doing, you know? So I was like, oh, this is this is hard, you know what I'm saying? Especially doing it by yourself. Your mindset starts changing too. Like yeah. you don't want to deal with flaky people. Yeah, my, I, my patience got real thin. Real thin. I just be like, look, I'm trying to get a direct dance and stop being around a bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what are we doing here? You know, you know, so yeah, that it was really hard, especially when I was doing it by myself and 
it's not like I'm in a rap group or I had a team with me during that time. <clears throat> I did have a manager during that time, but it, it didn't work out. So at the end of the day, like I said, I was just still back doing it by myself. And staying focused was really hard, really hard, especially working with them, being able to fly free and going anywhere you wanted to. Hey, let's go out to Paris. Dang, I can't do Paris because I'm out here. I got to perform in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I can meet y'all, but then y'all going to be back over here. That's about 20 hours. Of, I'm not about to do that. There's so many distractions. Like It is. It is. All it these is. old heads, man, sometimes they be talking shit. I'll be like, look, you did not have the internet. <laughs> there is so, you didn't have Tinder. You didn't have all these little distractions. Right. Like, Those was okay. Like, Those, you could tell, you could, you could do that. Yeah. Like, you could do that. You ain't have a cell phone. No. Like, all you had to do was just go to where you were going, not be at home where people could call you. And it was so easy to focus. Easier. Like, Nowadays, I just pick up my phone. I, I get distracted so easy. <laughs> Man, I'd be like, okay, let me it's important business call. But I haven't messed around because Instagram is right there on my phone. Like as soon as I click on my phone, it's like, let me just check Instagram. Find myself scrolling for the exactly. past five minutes, like, whoa, okay. Let me get back focused, like, man. Yeah, God damn. Right. Yeah, you open up your phone. It's I gotta, I gotta up. I was supposed to be writing a set one day. Got a got like a got a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. From, a, from a girl, I was like, Jesus, how am I supposed to <laughs> They didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> They don't, man. That, that back then was so easier. Yeah. If I was in the nineties, or well, I was in the nineties, but if I was, you know, a little bit older back in the nineties or eighties, I, I think I would be bored. I yeah. probably would have been bored. I probably been a little bored. I probably would have been doing a lot harder in my music than what I'm doing now. I would have been so bored because I'm like, yo, I gotta go. I gotta do something. I need some money. I don't know what's going on. I want the bigger things in life. And back then, I heard it was cheap. So, oh yeah, it was, was cheap like, to live too. So you mm -hmm. can. Do your thing on a minimum wage yeah. job. I would have been Pay for studio time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would have finished school and everything. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so you, um, so with that mistake, you ended up going to high, go back to high school, graduating, yeah. and then you went on to Wake Tech to get a computer, computer technician. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Like continue on to go to college? Um, that was actually easy during that time. My mindset was already focused and everything. Um, I actually, that was actually before I started Delta, actually. Delta, they tightened me up. Um, during that time, I was working at Walmart, and I had uh, had plenty of free time on my hands. Um, I was dating during that time, and the person I was dating, they was in school. And they was in there for, I think they was already getting their degree degree, like their bachelor or whatever. So I was like, oh, I, I want to do something like that, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so... It was like, well, what you're good at? You know, I've always did computers. I always love computers. You know, it's always good to have a plan B, too. So yeah. I was like, you know, let me just go in here and see what I can do. Um, <clears throat> after I did my first semester, the second semester, when they got their main classes for the computer technician and everything. Make a long story short, I think because I enjoyed it and it was something that I loved doing. And I was doing it all my life, even back when my aunt had the first, like, the Microsoft, um, the old dial up oh, you all of that paint. man i learned how to do paint by uh, okay. myself okay. i had a, you know i was so intrigued by the computers back then in the 90s so when um when it became the degree or whatever thing that i got I, I was like i i love it i want to do it let me just go ahead and do it if music don't work out i'll do this you know what i'm saying i'll make my own business and i'll fix computers because i like hacking and i like fixing it yeah. um I, I ain't gonna say hacking I ain't, um <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know you're in the yeah. um I like just I like to dabble like, in the computer. Like have fun. Yeah, I just to dabble here and there. You like to see if you can you're just change a little mainframe exactly. Here, you know, yeah. A little skyping himself. I was that nerd in the dark room seeing what you could do like <laughs> Is it breaking and entering if you just go in someone's house and look right. around and then go back out and, and lock then, the door? Right. Hello. That's like, not. Hello. That's like, not. That's, that's, not that's actually and not. I didn't take nothing. I didn't see anything. I just walked in and walked out. I walked out. Say hello. That's you know, all. Just to see if I could pick I your lock. That's it. Through and just, can turn can around. Can I pick your lock? <laughs> <laughs> I'll lock it back. I got exactly. you. Exactly. I got you. I got you. We're safe. Might leave it clean when oh I found God. it. Might. Oh man, I've been there. I've been there. Oh man. So let's talk about other mistakes you've made along the way. Uh, because you said you went to jail. So I feel like that is probably um, a mistake. That was I, a mistake. I laugh back now. <laughs> or did, I laugh back so hard. I laugh back really hard on the first day I went to jail. And did it last. help your rap career? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> during that day, if I was like selling a mixtape, yeah, it would have helped. It would have helped. I've made a couple of friends. We was cool. <laughs> um I went in there because, like I said, during the time I was running away or whatever, I I was stealing, and that was how I was making my money, um, being a thief. So hundred percent markup right there. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> um, make a long story short, yeah, I I was basically boosting and um, whatever I get from stores, I sell on the street, point blank. Um, went to jail for that, and I think the way it all went down, I was in Food Lion. Someone said they wanted a pack of can 24 cans of beer and you know they'll give me this amount of money i'm like that's too much buddy but all right then cool so the day i went in there brought my whole boy in there and <laughs> we ran around that store because they they actually he got out with the pack of cans but they got him in the, in the street but i was in the store so they was running around trying to chase me we're going through al and al they finally tried to quarter me and i was like look Look, I'll give up if y'all ain't trying to print the charge. <laughs> but make a long story short, man, it, it was like it, it was like a, a a movie, like a little skit, little funny skit, you know, you're just running around, you got all these like Pac-Man, you know how Pac-Man was chasing everything, um, will eat up everything and you know, some things will start chasing it. Yeah. I felt like that person, like was things it a started. No, oh, it was just like a thing went wrong. They, everything went wrong. Oh. The it was a worker under the table, so I feel you know what that's a good question. It's a, it might have been the setup. She was under the table. She came out from under the table and went after him. I was already like at the register, and I'm like, oh, it was like, is he with you? Is he with you? I didn't say nothing. I just scat. But they had already blocked the doors, so I scattered back, thinking I'm gonna go in through the exit doors in the back. Didn't find it. I couldn't find it. I was like, yo, where's y'all back at? Like, <laughs> how do y'all get through it here? So yeah, man, it was just like a movie. Yeah, um, went to jail, made friends with a bunch of Hispanics. Uh, they had me in a holding room for about 10 hours. I was like, can y'all just put me out there with the population? Because at this time, I'm just watching people coming in and out, throwing up all over the place. It was during the weekend of a holiday, so a lot of people was drunk. And it was a lot of Hispanics, too, so they're speaking their Spanish. And I'm sitting there watching, drunk, drunk Spanish people watching, talking to me. I'm like... I don't understand a word you're saying, uh, but okay, yeah, uh, cool. Hello? Um, yeah, what what happened? What? That's an amazing oh story, you right? Got yeah, I'm just agreeing. I'm like, yo, get me out of here. L luckily, I got out, but that was the last day. Biggest mistake, but I look back and I'm like, 
first and foremost, I'm glad they made the first expunged. Like, you know, if you ever get a first charge or first criminal record, they'll expunge it or whatever. I didn't know first, that. Well, first offense then, yeah. Oh. Um, they'll expunge it and off your record. You know, they'll see it, but, you know, people will see it, it's expunged, so they'll be like, all right, whatever. But um, after that, I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. I don't want to go and sit in a holding cell for 10 plus hours or any cell for any any amount of hours or whatever and just regret every damn thing I just did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this is the last time y'all ever see me. Last time I'll ever be in jail. And I look back and I laugh. I laugh real hard because, like I said, it, it, it reminded me of Pac-Man and a movie. I can't think of the movie, but it just reminded me of so much me just running through them aisles in that store, like Food Lion. It's sad because uh, you'll never be able to you'll never be able to be on an episode of Scared Straight. No, no, <laughs> you can't, no, uh, or or shop till you drop. They think I might shop and steal it and take it from them. I don't know. Oh, I was making a joke. <laughs> I was making a punchline about you being gay. Cause like you can't be Damn, you can't be on the Scared Straight show because you, your community might get confused. They never heard of this show. What is this show? Scared Straight is the show where uh, like people that have been to jail or that mm -hmm. are currently in jail like uh -huh. talk to little kids. And they like scare them into never going to like kids that are on the bad track. They scare them so they don't ever go to jail. Oh. So I was making fun of the fact that like you couldn't be on the show because your community might be like, "Are you trying to convince these kids not to <laughs> like, be gay and not to steal?" Yeah, bro, you know that would have crossed my head. I, was like, I, am, I, was like, I am lost. I was lost. Lost. I was, I was afraid to make it. I was like, "He gonna think I'm making fun." I was like, "You can't." Oh no, 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 no! Oh, I'm actually cool as hell. Okay. But that would have crossed me like what? Oh, uh, well, you never seen the show, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, yeah, Scared Straight is a show that, that used straight. to be popular I'm back in the 2000s. Um, I think I remember, I only seen one of those shows is when they let the bad kids in jail. Yeah, that's it. That's Scared oh, Straight. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. Like Playboy Rants on an episode of Scared Straight. Like, I, <laughs> what? They put that in all the what he do? LGTB. Yeah. Right, what he do? <laughs> oh, man. Um but yeah, so you, oh, one thing is I worked at Food Lot, so I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Because they used to ask me, like, if somebody was stealing it, like, yo, go chase them down or stop them. And I'm like, no, I'll make minimum wage. Yeah. I am not They will chase you down. And I don't, I never you. chased anybody. They were courting you. I was like, yo, they are really advocates. I, I remember, I remember my manager, she was like a larger lady, white mm -hmm. lady who was chasing after someone. She was getting smoked. And they were running towards the door. And she was like, McNeil's trying to stop them. I was like, <laughs> I looked and I let that woman just yeah. run right by. I'm, I'm not, not about to stop somebody you know from what minimum wage. You don't know what they about to do. Exactly. I got no time. I think I was I think I was more shot because I'm like, yo, it's taking a bunch of these people to try to kid me yeah. right now. And I was like, yo, are they really training y'all to do this stuff? That's I be telling minimum wage workers, work like you make minimum yeah. wage. So yeah. they pay you more. Yeah. Don't be out here doing like this uh at McDonald's, you know, they're, they're serving people food now. Like you order and they come and bring your plate. I was like, don't bring me my plate. Mm -mm. Don't do that. Mm -mm. You make minimum wage. Do work like a minimum wage worker. Oh. Um, Make them pay you more. Mm -hmm. Like you ain't about to have me. Doing I was about to say though, no, you ain't about to have me doing none of that. <laughs> like, not for those seven twenty five, exactly. twenty five, nine twenty five, or ten. <laughs> no, I'm not fighting nothing in food. I'm not stopping you in food line for 
That's what you have security for. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you need some security, I need to hire them. Yeah. I ain't security. Put three more dollars in my paycheck an hour. Right. And uh, then we can talk about me stepping in front of somebody. Maybe, right. <laughs> and I'm just going to step. Yeah, That's like, all I'm going to do. So y'all get take me to classes, pay for my classes exactly. to do all these extra. I ain't got Teach time. Fight, like yeah, all, all of that. Because, yeah. yo, people is crazy nowadays. Like, exactly. So I ain't got time. Me. I got stop, stabbed for seven twenty five an hour. How I look? <laughs> and, you know, people do that. Yeah. I was um, I used to work at the Walmart, and they, the, I ain't going to say the ratchet one, <laughs> but 4212. <laughs> <laughs> they are, like, they are rough around the edges. You Anything and everything walks in there. And one day... I will not I wasn't there, but I had heard that the people that got in a fight that was like the workers there, the people that was still in there, they said it was like a, a pretty much a big old brawl of coworkers and the people that was still in fighting. I'm like, y'all, we don't make enough for to be doing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they they got fake cameras out there, they got three security people out there that's at the door. Why were they? Where were they? They trying to pull them off. Like, yeah. No, so the security trying to pull folks off instead of stopping the yeah. folks that are still okay. Y'all know what? Sam Walton ain't riding for you, right? Yeah, like, y'all on. need a couple of Walmart ain't doing yeah. nothing, man. They ain't treat. They ain't treated them. But I was like, yo, I'll never, never in my life, never in my life, never. No. Uh, any more mistakes that you made along the way? Hmm. Hmm. If not, I want to uh, just get into your music a little bit. Okay. Okay. I think. Uh, them the two major ones. Okay. Yeah, them the two major ones. We're going to keep it the two major ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I see you're a player. I'm sure you've made some mistakes along the way with that. <laughs> Playboy, don't playboy. Um, uh, How did you come up with that name, by the way? Just a tangent question. My parents. Okay. My parents. Um, My dad. I wouldn't even say my dad. All the men in my family are like players like they're known to be players and this is actually a fact in the family so it's not like they don't the women don't feel any type of way they're like oh we already do like okay all right cool but um when i came around i am the only guy well i'm the only can't even say that there was a baby born so okay i was the only but now back then i was the only um guy um the youngest guy in the family Make a long story short, I took that name because they used to call me that. I was when I was born, I was always getting the girls. The ladies always loved me. They was like, "Oh, I want his eyes. I want this. I want that." Body, body. Even it got so bad to a point where I cut off my eyelashes when I was nine because I got got so tired of women telling me I have really eyelashes. Give them to me. Give them to me. <laughs> so I was like, "I'll cut them off." You know what I'm saying? They could have them. Got my ass whooped for that. But you know. Oh. Yeah, parents don't play me. about eyelashes. I cut mine too, as a matter of fact. Oh my god, they don't my mom play. Be mad. Yeah, <laughs> she beat me in the bathroom. I brought, I brought her in on a good note. Like, mom, come here. I got these eyelashes. And look at them. Look at. Them. Oh really? Okay, stay here. She got me in the bathroom. She closed that door. Got me good. We had a small bathroom. Beat my ass. But after, um, after that, you know, just it just got more excessive and out of. When I was in high school and all my schools and all of that, always got the whole, you know, you look like a player. You look like a, somebody that will break somebody's heart. You look like that type. Like, I'm not that type, y'all. Like, I'm really cool. Like, hey, come be with me. I want some love, too. You know what I'm saying? Everybody think I'm going to break their heart. Not true. 
But I was like, yo, when it came down to the stage name, at first my stage name was Lil Red, and then I changed it to Lil Nino. And I was like, well, I'm not Spanish. It don't make sense. <laughs> so I was like, I, I got to think something else. But then that they're came out. They're getting me in a, like 10 years from now. 10 gonna, years, right. They're going to get me and call me racist for this Okay, name. yo. <laughs> then, during this time, hell yeah, man. So I was like, yo. Um, they won't understand that, that I was just a kid right, at the time. And right. I was just trying to think of names. They're going to say that I'm a terrible person. Okay. <laughs> My uncle, he from Mississippi, he came up and... Um, he just started saying Playboy out of nowhere. He was like, Playboy, get this. Playboy, do that. Playboy, do that. I'm like, stop calling me Playboy. Then when he left, I was hoping somebody would call me Playboy. <laughs> that's how I came up with the name. I was like, well, shoot, that could be my day, Playboy Red. And that's how it all started. There you go, man. Yeah. I still remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> so when did you come out, like, officially? Ooh. Mm -hmm. I think like in elementary. Oh, word. Yeah, it started earlier. It started earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like publicly? Like if somebody asked, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Because you're, what, 27, 28? 20, ooh, 25. 25. Just 25. People, oh, 20, I am 25. You're 25? 25 people. 25. Okay. Okay. We are 25 here. <laughs> okay, 25, 25. 1992, but I'm 25. Okay. Um. The math don't add up. Shut up. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, I think. Because it wasn't cool. That's the reason I'm asking. Because it wasn't cool to. No, like, it wasn't. I was in a private school when this happened. Um, I was in elementary. I was in second grade. My mom, I got in trouble because I had kissed a boy. And um, got in trouble for that at school. Teacher told my parents. Parents came to the school, asked me why I was in the hallway, and I said, yeah. Got a whoop before, of course. Um, so then they was like always asking me, you know, what do you feel? Still feel the same about boys? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, that's not the right way. You know, it's being a pre-private uh, Christian school. It was a private Christian school. Which, that's oh, not, man. that's a big no-no. <laughs> big no-no. So I'm like, they was like, don't be going around doing this, that, there. I was like, no. I didn't. It was an accident. You know what I'm saying? It was an accident. Nah, I, it wasn't accepting at all. They constantly tried to deter me from that. And because I felt like it wasn't the right thing to do, I wanted to do it some more. <laughs> <laughs> I was that rebellious. So it was just like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I blame my parents for being gay. Cause I'm like, oh, you Thank you. Yeah, mom and dad. I'm like, this is you guys' fault. Should have let me make my own decisions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just say, hey, but okay, whatever. But yeah, man, after that, that's that's actually, I don't think, that's why I, I never say, I can never say I was in the closet or I can never say I was born this way. I don't think I was born this way. I think it was more of a decision. I feel like everybody was born to look like a man, woman, whatever, but side, you know, some point of time, whatever, maybe a little earlier, whatever, that you might like the same sex or whatever the case may be. So that's how it all started. Oh, I wow. It's crazy. Like, my mom, You were in rough. there in the 90s. Yeah. Man. Wow, my okay. It was rough. It was rough. I got my ass beat on a regular for stuff like that. Like, it would just be like, sometimes she asked me, like, well, it ain't the right way. But then sometimes she'd be like, are you still gay? I'm like, yeah. It was like, you know what? <laughs> ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. Let me go ahead and whoop that ass some more. <laughs> I'm like, yo. But I, I tell her now, like, that was mainly the reason why I kept running away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And y'all just killed. <laughs> just at least they didn't think it was like well damn we gave him chores and he said right. fuck it and ran away 
Man, I was like, yo, it was a choice. It was a choice. I still tell them to this day it's a choice, and she feels like it's a phase. And I'm like, well, okay, it could be a phase. It's a long-ass phase, it's mom. A, very, very long. <laughs> but all right, if it, if it helps you sleep at night, I love it. But now y'all rock, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What got y'all to that point with your parents where you can mm. rock? I and- think when I started being in long-term relationships, I got like I don't do like two six months relationships or whatever like i only been like in five relationships and they've all been kind of long term so once i started getting a little old enough i got my place and you know dealing with them and they're there every day it's like mom you gotta if one day accept it sooner or later you know yeah. what i'm saying she didn't like it she didn't come over often <laughs> but you know when she did it was more of a um it was more respect you know what i'm saying um and after a while, I think when things got rocky in my relationship, it was like, you know, I'm calling you to talk to you. Are you going to listen? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to do what you did back in the day and not listen? She's like, oh, no, I'm here for it. Yeah. And then she started asking questions. She wanted to know more. I think she got a little too close to me. I feel like she got real too close. She Googled me. <laughs> she Googled Playboy Red. And I was like, whoa. That that was the time I really didn't care. I was like, anything could be posted. So she Googled me and I was, she called me up. She was like, you know, I support you. I love you. You're my son. I did blase, but um, these postings, yeah, they're a little provocative. I was like, okay, yeah, what you got to say? What's going on? So I think she already, in my frame, I'm going to do what I'm going to do regardless. But she was like, just don't work it. Don't put your job out there. Just don't. We haven't dealt to work on, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Don't don't lose the job. I don't want you to lose your job over this type of stuff. So that was it. Overall, we made we made a big progress. This is a big jump. I think the way that you attacked it is like very directly is a is a good skill to have. Like, because sometimes if like I'm going through something with someone, mm-hmm. I'll really call out the action. So like the way you said it, of uh, being like, "I'm your son. I am calling you for your advice and for <laughs> advice." As my mother, are you really not going to give me advice? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. And like it really puts them in a perspective of like to really think about their next their next action. Yeah. Because I think oftentimes we just beat around the bush and just like calling yeah. out there. My mom's good for that. Yeah. Like she will ramble the story. Yeah. You could have just told you could have just told me what it was right there to there, but she'll make that story go three sixty. We might go up the highway. <laughs> might have to go up a mountain too and come back down just to get back to the point. Oh, oh you could have just said that. You why did we do oh, that? I take a seat whenever my grandma goes on the tangent. I'm like, we're gonna get three yeah. exceptions in into the tangent yeah. before we get back. Yeah. So, and here was my main point. Like, and this is why you shouldn't, you should wear a seatbelt. Okay. Because uh, in the 70s, I marched. And then as a little girl, <laughs> I'm like, how are we going to, I sometimes just sit there. I find enjoyment and find out how deep she's going to go. Right. To get back to the original the point. Same way. <laughs> down to the point I get like, it, I find humor in that. Like, I can't even get mad. I just be like, okay, mom, actually, I'm going to have to, let me get a drink first. Hold on. Let me get a drink first. I'm going to sit down and listen to you right now. How are you going to spend this one back? Oh. And she'll do it. She'll be like, yeah. here's it. Here's because. Uh, okay. Another hour. <laughs> There's another hour. I shouldn't have asked that question. Why did I ask that question? Oh, I asked man. one question to get about 50 answers. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I love it. Now I love it. Yeah, you got I think you have to learn to just appreciate people yeah. how they are. Yeah. You're not gonna change anybody. Right. So just she learn to love change. it. Right. She's been telling long stories her entire life. 
Um, so how did you get to the point where you were confident enough to not drop New Breed? Because that was your first mixtape, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I got that. Uh, I got tired of doing covers and nobody hearing them. <laughs> got tired of writing songs, nobody to sing it to. So I was like, all right, let me find a couple of songs that was hot. Um, a couple of songs I could relate to or the beats I can relate to. And let's go from there. And it worked. Um, a lot of people like the two songs, Cat and Bipolar. So Cat was like a house beat. And as, I don't know if you've ever seen Pose or not, but it was like one of those songs where they do Vogue and they can walk or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So people, that's how I got put on and got recognized is because of that song. And it got played in the clubs and on the East Coast or whatnot. Um, and I think that's after that, I was like, you know what, let me continue on. I like what you said about, you just said, I decided decided to just take this one step. And I feel like some people all get overwhelmed by thinking about the bigger picture when sometimes like, let me just drop this mixtape. You know, yeah. tired of doing these types of songs, tired of doing covers. Let me just do two of my own songs yeah. and see how, we'll see what go, sticks. Right. Did that help like breaking it down in your career? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, most definitely. I think. Um, when I was doing the new breed, I learned like, like you said, not to focus on the big picture, because um, if that distracts you from there, you'd be thinking like, oh my god, I gotta do this, that, and the third, like the blah, blah. In all actuality, all you really knew, all you really need to do is just get in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Once you get in a studio, the producer there can tell you what you need to do from there on. All you gotta do is find a good uh, a studio. I get questions all the time. How did you do this? Or where did you do it? Who you went to? Who did this? Or they'll go to my management thinking, you know, they'll get they, you know, answers from there. And he's like, no, he did it himself. Ask him. And then people ask me and I'm like, all you do is just go on Google, search in nearby studios, go to your studio. (laughs) And there you go. Easy. People think I'm being smart. They think I'm an asshole. No, like (laughs) that's what I did. I went to Google. I found the producer I'm still working with till this day. And has done almost all my music, and it's like I'll I make the best song I, I can possibly right. make at this point in time. By doing that, <laughs> I get better. So then the next song I make with my best possible skill set is going to be better, and it just keeps building on it. Building, yeah. Even my producer, he'll look back on some of my songs, and like yeah, I, I see the the um the growth. You know what I'm saying? And even in your in your pen and your writing, I see the growth and what you're doing, and even now. I'm trying to do visuals now. I'm trying to do You're less cages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, black rooms and stuff. So I'm trying to do go beyond what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, like even when I got tired of doing cover songs, I decided to take that step to finally go into a studio. I'm gonna take the step, but now I'm so tired of doing the, the same thing. Now time for me to new mix up, new music, new all of that. So. That's what I'm working on right now. And you can keep adding on to it because mm-hmm. the part that you start to master, you're like, okay, now I can take on something else and mm-hmm. and, and do something a little bit different. Facts. And this part is still managing itself a yeah. little bit, you know. That's why I like to do like two, three projects every year. Yeah, I don't know why. I just like it. I just did a uh, EP, then a music video for this year. Now I'm already working on my single. I'm working on a couple of things. I don't want to drop a EP or a mixtape for a little bit. I just want to work on continuing dropping good quality singles for right now. Keep music constantly going. 
Okay. Yeah. I, and I, I like that. I, I, I like your whole body work. I've been looking at it. I like your music. Um, your new CD, tell us about it. PBR? Yeah, PBR. Your PBR new album. is... I said uh, CD. I'm from the yeah, 90s. You good. You good. Look, <laughs> I, I caught it. So I'm like, wait. Okay. <laughs> um, so the PBR album is basically a lituation. Um, I started it with the song called Gay Star um, simply because I wanted to people to know who I was and who I'm going to be, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And, you know, um, no validations needed. You know what I'm saying? So I, that, I started off with that song from then on. It was like, all right, let's have fun. You know, PBR is short for Playboy Red. So it's basic. Didn't catch that. Yeah, it's short for Playboy Red. Okay. So it's like, um, I like to have fun. I like to be a lituation or to be involved in a lituation. And lituation is like a lit plus situation. So it's like lituation. Okay. Um, overall, yeah, it's like a party thing. It's just a party thing. In it, you say like there are too many pop stars. There's too many rappers. You're going to be a gay star. Like you're going to promote your brand. Mm-hmm. Is that is that part of what you want to promote? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, since there's, I mean, there is other gay artists out there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's gay rappers, gay pop stars, and even on the straight end, there's so many, all of that, everybody. But I want to be that one and only gay star. You know what I'm saying? When you think Playboy Red, I'm gonna be that different because a lot of times I look at a lot of people that's out right now, they kind of mirror someone else. You know what I'm saying? Or they jot someone else's uh craft of how they did their thing and put it into their own mix. I'm not trying to do all none of that. I'm trying to actually build from the ground up from my own foundation and when you think of me you'll think of just playboy red period you got and you got your community behind you because i know it's like i was looking at all the places you've been where you perform at a lot of them are lgbt uh spots <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. so it's like you're really working on promoting your brand uh you had a uh um interview slash magazine with uh Rainbow Affairs. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're really going out there promoting your community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to build a strong foundation. Is that like, I don't want to say it's your game plan, but it's also like you're representative of mm-hmm. them. Do you ever get stressed out about like the pressure that comes with that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the business side of, of all of that, it's, it's stressful. Um, a lot of people, I wouldn't even say are not serious. A lot of them don't like to pay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's a little stressful. Um, a lot of them, a lot, or well, some of them, a handful of the events could either be 50-50 turnout. What I mean by that is like a, it could be a good turnout, it could be a bad turnout. It might not be too many people, it might be a lot of people. Um, but overall, when it comes down to just doing things and I'm by myself some, a lot of times or it's me and my manager, we're always doing things. It's like, uh you need more than two people. <laughs> you need more than two people. Even down to taking pictures, the videography, all of that. You know what I'm saying? When you're even going out there to even check in to see where is the person that, that could be stressful. You know what I'm saying? I went to the Greensboro Pride and I was like all over the place, you know? <laughs> but, you know, after I found what I needed to find, you know, it was good. From there on, it was great. But overall, yeah, it gets real stressful, especially from an artist's point of view when it's just like, you got a lot of hats, you know, you wear yeah. a lot of hats. So it's like, all right, I'm being, uh, even though that's my, he's my booking slash road manager, there's other managers in this and that wear hats too, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, 
All right, where am I addressing him? Who is the person that took him? Where is he at? He ain't answering the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All in the same time, remembering my words, remember what I'm gonna do, remember I um make sure you take this step, remember, don't forget that dance move. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, make sure he on cue, make sure the mm-hmm. DJ got this right. It's like, yo, there's a lot of hats going on. <laughs> it is. So it's very it's gets stressful. But you seem ambitious though. So like for me, and I think you too, it's like even when you see a small crowd, sometimes you're like, I can't wait to tell the story of now that I'm performing in bigger crowds, like as you get bigger and bigger, because you're definitely going to be a huge artist. Um, it's like, you're going to be able to look back and like, I built this from the ground up. And like, does that resonate with you and give you like motivation? Yeah. And the creativity of what I'm doing now is like, I look back at everything I've already done and it's like, I got to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to keep that same. I mean, yeah, I do because it's gonna, you know, promote my brand or whatever. But at the end of the day, I always want to be creative and different. So when I look back at everything, it helps me figure out. Okay, hmm, let's do more of this. Let's do more of that. Let's add some dancers. Let's make sure I got more stuff popping. Let's make sure we are got more colors. And hey, let's change the the style of Playboy Red. Let's let's do some more different things. You know, keep the brand going because I don't. I, f- I feel like everybody who's actually stayed the same in the music industry don't pretty much last that long. They don't. You know what I'm saying? The people that keeps the ball rolling differently and 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 um <clears throat> and expand to other ventures and everything, they stay a lot more longer than the average rapper. And prime example, like Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? He does it all. Prime, he does it all. All. You know what I'm saying? And um, even with Nicki Minaj, and you know, she got her whole Fendi label now. She got the Fendi. She's doing a collection with Fendi now. Yeah. So it's like people, Rihanna, the makeup. All I mean, it's like it's so many ventures and 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 even branding. less famous people that like manage their brand. Like, yeah. uh, um, I was about to say Joe Budden, but even Joe Budden is doing his thing now. Yeah. But um, Fat Joe, like he's behind the scenes making money now yeah. because he has a bunch of different avenues, and it's like. I don't. I don't like people. Even when I try to attack comedy, like I don't like people controlling so much. Yeah. So it's like maybe take a little bit longer to build up your own brand, mm-hmm. so you can move how you want to in there the game. There you go. Yeah. And then everything you you already know from jump, like look, that ain't gonna work for my brand. Exactly. And you just stepped in. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta go flow with the flow. What I'm. I already know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I um. I. I my, me and my manager, he he he's he's dope. I love my manager. Like he does it all. He really do. He does it all. He makes the the stress of the, all this work a lot more easier. Um, even with the branding and things to do, what not to do. Like he's, I'm still learning till this day. You know what I'm saying? And it it helps me um, mold my my brand of how I want things to be because you know. He's a, how can I say, a music consultant kind of like. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it helps me a lot the way I want to brand my 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 music, my image, everything from, let's just say from here on out, you know what I'm saying? So even with the new stuff that I'm coming out with, it's totally going to be different. It's going to be like, who is this? Okay. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, is he, this Playboy? Did he just flip there? Yeah. And. At the same time, I don't want to be boxed into just the LGBTQ community. I want to be branded out for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe not for the young crowd or whatever. But at the end of the <laughs> oh, day, they can't let that. oh yeah, it's, even though my followers, they are a lot of them young. I was like, y'all don't like that type of shit. What's wrong with you? But yo, even then, I want to be branded out for all over 
I don't just want to be branded out just to my community, not saying no no shade or nothing. It's just I want to be bigger than what people see me as. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm looking at things now and my all my like creativity and everything new that I'm doing is going to be branded for everybody, not just that one thing. Okay. Uh, one question for you, then I got the surprise for you. Okay. Um, so what advice would you give someone who's in your similar situation as a kid? Like they want to be themselves, but their parental roles or people that they you know look up to are not allowing them to be themselves. What advice would you give someone? Hmm, that's a good question. My advice can go a different way. <laughs> you gonna tell them to run away? No, that's not right. You know, humor mistakes does not condone children running away from their parents, no matter what he says. Don't do it. <laughs> um, I would tell them be patient, be patient. Um, simply because they're not gonna understand, especially if they ain't never been in your shoes. They ain't never really been gay themselves or understand how you're feeling. They can't well know how you're feeling. They can't understand, you know. So it's like, you got to be patient. You know, I had to be patient, but I chose to do other things during that time of me being patient, me and my mom, you know. So at the end of the day, I would tell anybody who's younger than me, they're going to have to, they're going to have to be patient with their parents. And not think that um, that they're just going to be like okay with everything all of a sudden. Because at the end of the day, if they ain't been through it, it's new to them. It's fresh. And if it's fresh to them, it ain't going to be accepted. I'm going to just tell you off the gate. It's just not going to be accepted. Uh, my friend Tyler Wooten, he gave me some advice in passing without realizing it. Because I was trying to explain to him like like how I was trying to attack comedy. And he wasn't understanding it. And he was like, McNeil... Uh, he was like, no one knows your whole story but you. Right, You're right, the right. only one with you 24-7. Right. And like that's just something, like a perspective. And I was like, I'm trying to explain to somebody in like 30 minutes what I think about all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to happen. Mm -mm. So like you just got to try to stop explaining yourself because – it's just realistic. You're not going to explain yeah. to somebody the thoughts you think of when you're asleep, <laughs> like your whole motivation. They're never going to get the whole picture. No, no. Unless they're in your shoes. Exactly. Or in your head. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to understand. Yeah. Why you're doing you. Um, so, I have a surprise for you. I have this part. I might have told you before we started, but I have this part that I call motivational speech. Okay. So, what I do is I give you some music. Okay. Uh, you actually have good beats, so don't judge this <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's fine. I had a friend make it. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put it on, and I just want you to give a motivational speech like you're talking to kids or somebody, anybody who just needs a pep talk. All okay. Right. All right. You can turn it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... <laughs> you know, I had a laugh about life. Because life is something to laugh at. It take you up and down, all around, in the sky and up high. Down low into the flow. That's how life rolls. And that's how life goes. So just be strong. And don't give up. Because at the end of the day, it's just life.
I'll rock with I it. I felt that one. <laughs> I felt that I'll one. I'll rock with it, man. I, I felt appreciate that. One, that. No problem. <laughs> oh man, I feel like everybody needs a pep talk every now and then, yeah. like to just to get through stuff. Uh, so my I little mistakers my might learn from. learn something from you, man. <laughs> just live life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you have to? What do you want to leave the people with? Um, I'm gonna leave y'all with uh, just hey, just. Check out my Gay Star music video and subscribe on YouTube, Playboy Red. That's P-L-A-Y-B-O-I-I Red. And check out my music as well on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms. And follow me, reshare, repost, and let me know. And I'll do the same. All right. Uh, follow me at I Keep It McReal, I-K-E-E-P. M C R E A L. <laughs> I've actually never spelled it before out yeah. loud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for coming out, Thank dude. You. Really appreciate I it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Man. All right, little mistakers. Remember, make mistakes. It's okay. <laughs>